You are listening to Drop Tent Media Network. Uh, my undocumented ass podcast. With Che Guerrero. The winds really change talk. in one direction. They got to harass someone else. I get it. I get exactly. it. Like, people don't realize how just one little access can literally change a whole family's life. Hey, this is this is exciting. This is my first episode with a guest actually in the studio where I get to like feed off the energy. And I think this is there's no one better that I that I that I want to feed off the energy you're in an episode with than is Leonina activist, TikToker, uh, undocumented baddie, all of it. How are you? I'm really excited to be here in your city, Che. Oh yeah, we've been hanging out. I've been yeah. I've been showing them around uh, Philly a little bit. Uh, we've been having bottles of water. So we still we're still not drinking the the straight from the tap, but we've been we've been making do. That's definitely a privilege, and I appreciate hanging out with you too. Yeah, no, it's been and, and you know it's also been great. Like we also went, we were down at the uh, the march down yes. in Florida. Yeah, uh, that was I got introduced to all those great uh, you know the coalition of Immokalee workers because of you and all the work you do. And I don't know, like let's just. I just go back a little bit with you. Let's just start a little bit in the beginning before all this activism work, because you are doing so much and you're one of the people that like, I, I don't talking to you made me realize like how lucky we are sometimes as undocumented, like kids who have grown up like this to be thriving. So it's a little like, mm -hmm. it's a little, a little bit of like the survivor's guilt that we have. And it's nice to talk to you about like that kind of survivor's guilt. Yeah, no. And I appreciate that about like our friendship as well. Like, um, especially because like, yeah, we, we, we really met in the trenches. Um, I definitely want to like point out and like appreciate you in the space of like, you know, as a big content creator, as a person that like, you know, is out there like doing your thing. Um, you're one of the few people that I've contacted, like doing like organizing work, like online. So like, right. Petitions, um, for people to sign that like a lot of people think that just signing a petition is you know kind of like stupid or like it won't work but in my line of work I've seen people like literally be able to get out of like an ice detainer or you know um, like other situations uh, where where people like just need like that big public support that push something that someone can like literally do with one click to sign mm -hmm. a petition mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me because i'm getting a little yeah no. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah just like being able to do that and not a lot of folks um answer me when i ask for that lending of that space of that platform can we center these undocumented voices these people that um you know, our people mm -hmm. that need help, um, like right now, and it's, it takes a click. And so, um, you know, just appreciating that you were in that space of like, being able to provide that platform and seeing, you know, like our numbers, like literally go up on, on, on the signature. Who count. was the person that, that, what was her name? Wendy, she's actually going to be at Iglesia this Sunday. If you want to, if you want to join live, um, from from Vermont, from the uh, Leche con Dignidad uh, workers. That's right. She was a farm worker up yeah. there. Yes. And she is an incredible organizer, just like a badass all around. 
um, a little bit about background on that, um, the Immokalee workers and their fair food program are the ones that train Leche con Dignidad. Right. Um, and so, you know, she 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 needed like help to like um I I don't want to miss you know misspeak on her case because there's so there's many. so many. That's the thing that's that that the, that's the thing that's mm -hmm. been a little like a little bit of a whirlwind since I got into this. It's like you know I I I'll put my name you know I'll I'll, I'll review who it is, who the person is, how we can get the petition out there, how we can get people to sign it, and it's been great. But then you know I realized I've been doing this for two years, and every month there's like five or six different yep. people, you know, and yep. it's and I you know I try to keep up with it, trying to stay on top. That's why like whenever somebody messes me, the hey, can you do this? I'm like I don't know how far it'll get, but not trying you know is it something i'm not gonna but do you know what i mean far. but it gets it, very it far gets far you know and, and it, it's part of the work and so recognizing that uh virtual spaces are organizing spaces mm -hmm. and you know doing the kind of work that you do which is like you know comedy and art and writing and everything else but also like that like side of advocacy that a lot of people might say they do and i'm not trying to shade anyone but like, you know, you're one of the few people that like actually like hit me back up and was like, yeah, what can I do? Yeah. yeah. You know, um, you know, it's funny, like and, and I don't mean to like like kind of like crap on anybody, but no, like, I'm going to take a sip of water. Yeah. Let, let me tell you this. Like uh, people sometimes will ask me like, hey, what is your ultimate vision for my undocumented ass? Like what's what do you want to do ultimately with it? And I was like, what I ultimately ultimately want to do is shut it down. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to. I'm hoping that my work some days solves this problem. Like, the fact that like I don't want to be undocumented. I don't want, I want you to be undocumented. undocumented. Like, exactly. like, what do you think I want my work to work? That's like something like we were talking about, like how um some organizations don't actually want to solve the problem. Like, like they actually just want to like continue to be the solution exactly. to the or, problem. Or, yeah, but it is such a like very small remedial solution. Like we need surgery, not 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 fucking payments. Exactly, exactly. So I'm just like that's why like, I'm like for me the ultimate win is to be like yo, we no longer have to do this my undocumented ass stuff like you know, maybe maybe we could exactly. we could use it as an archive for the people who used to be. Yes. But other than that, like yes. I don't have to keep posting about it. The immigration system. That's my dream yes. to shut this down. Yes. You know what I mean? So that's Same. why, like, I'm I'm out there, right. like, not just making the videos. I want to be on the streets, like, yeah. you know, talking to people. And that's I've I've done nothing these days but surround myself with like undocumented people, people like you. And it's like our stories are so similar, mm -hmm. our experiences are so similar, yeah. our pain are so similar that it's just like. My God, this is so it's so universal within our community, but we're such a so we're such a small and quiet community yeah, yeah. than it isn't until we actually start speaking to each other. And the problem is like a lot of us have our conversations within organizations, but mm -hmm. then like those of us who are not in organizations, those of us who are just living like the undocumented fear still underground. Yeah. yeah. It is like you don't know that there's a community. Yeah. You don't know that there's shared experience and how confusing it is. Yeah, and, so, and I'm grateful for your uh, content and other creators' contents. And I'm like, I'll be scrolling and I'm just like, oh, shut up. That happened to me too. What? Like, no way. Get out of my head. Like, we, in, in a lot of ways, whether like, we're like undocumented, like straight up sin papeles, uh -huh. you know, like an overstay visa or a DACA or like, you know, like in limbo, there's like so many and we've talked about that too so many ways 
to to be undocumented is a case system yeah right and so like you know even within like oh there's like distinctions and we can have like the nuance you know like we can talk about that like away from white folks but <laughs> um, you know what i mean but uh at the end of the day like so many of our experiences hinge on like the fear that our parents had for us us like realizing that it's like a different life we're not living the same life as 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 the american kids or yeah. the kids that are first gen right like it, it's just like it, it is a process of like like living in realization and 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 there's like certain pinpoints of like our experiences that kind of like match yeah you know like talking to you and like all of like other friends that i have that are like undocumented or used to be undocumented it's like I'm sure that there'll be studies done about like our psycho or are done already about like like the psychological impacts that all of this has on us. Yeah, it is. It is also like you know, get, if you want to get on the psychological aspect of it, get I, into I, it. That's why, like, maybe personally, why I feel like I had so much like confidence issues. You know what I mean? Because growing up, literally being told you're not part of this country, you're not part of this, you're not part of that. It's very hard to to really grasp like i don't know like any kind of sense of self which is why it's yeah. so difficult like for me to not accept that i'm disposable like my whole life i've always thought i'm so disposable oh that so God. like so like Speak i'm just like it. you know what i mean even like when i do my art like even now like even though i've created this space it just feels like it's disposable like tomorrow people just be like i just don't even want to care for him anymore I, and it's just like it's it's hard to get a confidence to be like nah y'all come to here to see me you know what i mean yeah, i'm like yeah. i you know and i wish i can i can i don't want to have an ego but i wish i believed in myself you know what i mean yeah. and, and not always people are like man you're so confident and i'm like it's not that i don't that i'm not confident it's like i know what my skills are but it's hard for me to have that full-on like i belong in this space mm -hmm. i'm here because it's it's I've always been told that you don't belong here. You can be yeah. any moment. So it's hard to have that 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 footing. I I I present to you the idea that as you know, and we've talked about as undocumented people, we are growing up, you know, like and, and unlearning that now, like in therapy and stuff, mm. like which is so important. But we've grown up like pretending to be american right having the american experience with like little lies of why i can't like fly with the class trip right or yeah yeah why i can't get my driver's license like little lies here and there that like amount to like you know like psychological trauma you know you know it's funny like uh and funny not funny but well, like funny not funny right but like i remember i forgot who i was telling i was telling like this 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 white u.s citizen one time about like when I grew up undocumented, I had to lie about like certain things. And then, mm -hmm. but I lied about like, oh, I was born in Jamaica Hospital in Queens. Mm -hmm. And even though I didn't go to college, I was like, oh, I went to uh, Kingsborough Community College mm -hmm. and I became an LPN. These were all lies that I told people so they, they wouldn't know I was undocumented. Mm -hmm. And then when I told one white person that they were like, yo, that's so sad that like you weren't lying to embellish a life, you were lying about having the most normal life exactly. like that is so sad that you weren't like like you remember like, like that white russian that came and she's like i am an heiress and y'all yes. should give me 10 oh million God. dollars yes. but she was like she she's was fucking like psychotic right yeah now. she's still having art parties i mean invite <laughs> me I'll, I'll i'll go but shit but for me like my <laughs> lies 
were like, I was born at a local hospital and I grew up in that neighborhood and my mom used to work at this factory here. Like, it was just like, wow, that was so sad. You were just making up a normal life just so people won't sneak you out. Like You weren't like saying like, yeah, my mom was the Duchess. Okay, so don't you get like a little bit of a personal like good for you kick um, working and like, you know, getting to achieve some of like the dreams that like that are like kind of boundless when you're like in a place of like, you know, like for me, it was like I was told like in eighth grade that like people like me can't go to college like yeah. undocumented this is pre-daca you know what i'm saying yeah. and so like my life turned completely different because that was like knocked out of like my realm of possibilities yeah and i know that that's like the experience of a lot of other folks yeah and so like you know for a long time i i, I dreamt small I dreamt to like just have a little job and a social security and a 401k and a little house in Fredericksburg. And, you know, shit happened in my life that should never happen to other human beings. Um, and that's why I work so hard so that like it doesn't. But at the end of the day, despite all of that, like I get to live like a version of my life that like in my wildest dreams I could have like imagine for myself and yeah. for my kids and so like do, do you feel like that personal satisfaction of like you know what like you know um like like that proverb says that we're like we were buried and uh but we were seeds right like it it is i mean it, it, sometimes i do have to stop and take a breather and realize where my life is mm, because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm writing a memoir about yeah. like some of the traumatic stuff that happened to me as a kid and yeah. trying to come over here. And I came, I came over here because of like, you know, uh, my dad's abuse, you know, it, it, most people can say like it was economic issues and stuff like that. Like we really escaped like an abusive situation. Mm -hmm. So like I am, I am like, sort of coming to terms with like how things worked out in my life yeah. and how sort of patting myself on the back, like how it was myself who got, who got out of all those situations. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm 35 is where I can like, now that I'm breathing and I'm kind of like, wow, that was a very tumultuous life. Yes. But the only thing, the only thing that saved me was like remembering at 18, when I first came out of like, you know, my house and I was undocumented in New York City and I got a job at a hospital with fake papers, oh my I remember God. thinking to myself, like, this isn't going to last forever. So you need to find something that doesn't require papers. And that's where like comedy fell into my life. And that was like the one time I was like, well, comedy pays cash and it does this. So just try and become good enough so you can make some money. And and not starve just in case like a job finds out and like ice raids. So you could at least like, oh, at least I'm going to do comedy and try to make because you could make like a hundred dollars a night in New York City, which is very decent. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, no, back I... then, you know, in 2009, when I 2007 is actually when I started. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I've been doing this 16 years um, that it's like now I can stop and go, oh, my God, kid, like. A baby at 18, undocumented, you started this and you were around some of the biggest people who are doing comedy on Saturday Night Live and they had no idea, you know, and you were and for, you know, forget whether you made it or not. 
like made it or not is you know i say it like that so because relative, because right? like i had some awesome opportunities i literally just didn't get the opportunity because i was latino so it's mm-hmm. like it wasn't me yeah. it was yeah. their bias it's not me it's them it was yeah. never me so and that, and that is fine because here you are you know and that's where like i can kind of like be like man i am so lucky that i got to this place mm-hmm. but it's also like you know realizing that you know, I am a survivor and I've I'm like not everybody can say that they were we're at where we're yeah. comfortably making a living doing the things that we love. We love yeah. And but I actually made a TikTok about this where like it's one of the double edged sword because like since I had no other options to become an artist, yeah, then I dedicated 16 years and now I'm on this side where like I kind of understand how to survive as an artist. Yeah. And that is a much trust me, that is a beautiful life. Like I'm not trying to like I'm not trying to get nobody to deliver boxes to you know for me. Like I you know forcing right. people to, to to piss in a bucket. Like no, like no. okay, this is gonna sound horrible. Maybe I don't think she'll ever watch this, but whatever. Listen, I'm out of a relationship, right? <laughs> Go I gotta hope my ex never watches this, right? And, but, Extract your ex hour. But now, Let's like go. you know, this person is with somebody who's like very wealthy, right? And this person's wealthy because they work in the real estate department. Right. And their job is literally just selling big buildings and buying them back, selling big buildings, buying them back. Mm. And for a minute, I was jealous. This guy's almost like a billionaire. No one lie. But then I was like, you know what? I might only be a thousandaire, but my thousands is made off my mind. You know what I mean? Off my art. I don't have to like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to destroy a plot of land to make enough money for me to like, you know, to pay my rent. No, no. I just literally write a few dick jokes. And make people <laughs> laugh, you know what I mean? And that's how that, that is such a pure and like, it is, it is do you know what I mean? Like, I, I remember one time I did acid. I'm I'm like I'm running it all out here, right? Come on now. And I had an epiphany that I was like, how do I want to live my life? And I I figured this out. I was, gonna, I, was I was on acid, so I saw myself as this. I saw myself as like a stranger knocking on your door with my hat in my hand, going, "Listen, I am poor. I have nothing but a good story." And some jokes to tell you. If you please let me make you laugh, would you make me a sandwich or something? That's how I want to live my life. I just want to make you laugh and tell so you a story. You be the bard. Huh? What's that? The bard and the. Go ahead. No, no go what's ahead. that? What's the bar? I'm just being, I'm just, I'm just being a nerd. Continue, no, no, please. No, you know what I mean? Just like that, that humble traveler who's just like, can I make, I just yes, a good friend. Storyteller. Come by, storyteller, come by, yes. please. And if you have a, a nice warm cup of soup and maybe I can throw yeah. my hat around and you can put a few pences in it. But, but you <laughs> also get to have epic journeys and stories and live it and then come and tell, you know, people as you travel. That is exactly, is there, is there like a whole thing? I, I'm, it, I'm pretty sure it's, it's a bard. I could be wrong. I'm going to look that like, up after be this. A, like a terrible nerd right now and, and got the characters confused, but I'm pretty sure that that's, uh, but let's, 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 let's not, let's not, let's not, let's not delve too much into my stuff. What about you? Let's, let's talk about okay. your bard and your journey when you're from Uruguay. Uruguay, three million people. You said, yeah, it's a tiny, tiny country. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows anybody. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if any Uruguayans is like watching, they're just gonna be like, "Oh, Arimendi, I think I know." Like so and so and so and so. That's because you were telling me, like, you know, you're 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 you have a, a long history of activism. Doesn't start with you. It starts with your family and and mm-hmm. the history. So tell me a little bit about you know Uruguay, where you were born, and a little bit about your family here. Yeah, I'll 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 give 
the the clean version because we know that now nah, like, fuck that shit we want murder we want burr, 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 burr. we want everything no, like, <laughs> I, need, I, I, I need to get these papers no, no not, that's right that's right that's right and i do not want that's them right. to be like oh yo shit. backtrack that you know like <laughs> red stamp me like yeah um, they'll do that but my my uncle my great uncle um rodney arismendi is uh a big writer or was a big writer on Marxism. Okay. And like theory. It was like the um, <laughs> he was the chairperson of uh of the Communist Party in Uruguay for a very, very long time until like the dictatorship hit and then um he was like exiled to like the USSR and he also traveled here to like the United States. And then when he came back he was like he did a lot of like different things in the government. His daughter, my um, on my mom's cousins, auntie, everybody's uh, yeah, we're Latinos. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Even if they're cousins, older cousins, like Theo, Theo, yeah, exactly. Um, she was like the chair of the Communist Party for a while, mm. and then like the Minister of Interior. Um. And yeah, they they really have done amazing work down there, you know, um, like public housing wise and um, cleaning up some like very like, you know, like devastated areas like ecologically from mm -hmm. like, um, you know, plants and like things like that in my neighborhood. So, yeah, that's I I like um, always tell people like I started uh, organizing when I was like eight. <laughs> that's what i'm saying like wait did you stuff did you see them do that stuff when you were little back home no that's that kind of organization uh, that's of? my grandfather's side of the family oh, okay. and my grandmother and him like separated um early on uh when the dictatorship hit oh um so yeah but you know knowing about what they do and like and and having like that high regard of their work and then like separately just seeing my grandma do organizing just through her living mm -hmm. um and and things like that but more specifically like i started doing like mural projects when i was like eight with my with my school just you know getting all the kids together to like make murals back and, home yeah back, back home, home yeah. the program still runs okay i was gonna say like i didn't know how old you were when you when you came here um i was 12 12. Oh, much mm -hmm. older than yeah, yeah. I was so you really remember home. I miss home. I, yeah, I lived there till I was six. So I, you I say I have a, a solid 20, 30 memories about home. But that's still good enough to be like, oh, I live there. Yeah, you know what I mean, like whether you have like three or thirty, like if you miss home, you miss home. Yeah, nothing can change that. So at eight and stuff, but what what kind of schools did you go to? Did they have like uh like? Because school education out there is public as well, right? Like even after college, you were saying even college is free. free. College is free. Um, uh, Healthcare, absolutely. You guys have oh wow, that's yeah, everybody. Dental. Yeah. Oh no. Don't tell the gringos you guys have dental. They'll like, be out in a minute. I I tell my parents, yeah. yeah. First of all, like, can we scratch that off? Yeah, just record? cut that off. I yeah. Keep the communism. Take out the dentistry. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I do not want the colonizers taking over. Oh, oh my god. god. Do not. Like two years ago, like this guy that like runs the, uh, you know, the school of the Americas or whatever that bullshit, you know what I'm talking mm -hmm. about. Um, 
uh, the like vice president of that uh when when elon musk was buying twitter this motherfucker said with his whole fucking chest um if i had 42 billion dollars or whatever um I wouldn't be buying Twitter. I would be buying Uruguay. And I was like, oh, motherfucker. Who the fuck said that? Um, like, I think it was like the vice president or like a chairperson of like, you know, like the school of the Americas. Oh, like the, the, wow. The, the people that basically train. That is some the, evil shit. The, right? That is some evil shit. Yo, what so can you mad. buy for $42 billion? One guy oh, says Twitter. Uruguay, and some evil you. Mr. Fuck Burns you. in the back goes, how about Uruguay? Oh my <laughs> god! Oh my god! I was like, this motherfucker. What do you rather have? Forty? What is what? Is, what does Twitter have? Like two billion followers? Two billion followers or three million minds? And you're like, holy shit! I don't know, man. I don't know. And and and, and, and beautiful, know. pristine land that wow, um, you know, has been GMOs back in like the two thousands. We have straight up like a lot of like the organic food that you consume here mm -hmm. if it's not coming from like workers like the Immokalee folks and um you know like the farm workers that are like basically enslaved in this country they're coming from from Uruguay and places like that that have banned GMOs mm. uh but like now they're like practicing like like small scale organic industrial farming so something to Something that I like watch, you know, I like watch the news for my country, and I'm just like, That's I see what you're trying to do, you little shits. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, what? Uh, so you came in, we were tough. Like, was it what, 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 why, if you mind me asking? Yeah, so, um, okay, yeah, at that time, uh, there was an outbreak of mad cow disease in my country. Oh, and um, it's an agricultural country, like, our biggest oh. industry is meats and cheeses and wine meats and cheeses sorry every time i hear it, i always it's, say it like that all, good. <laughs> all the french wait meat cheeses and wine you're like the south france of latin america do not say that <laughs> do not say that i no Uruguayan listening to this will ever appreciate you saying that do you guys get that a little bit and, 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 and maybe and maybe a, a certain class of Argentinas will look at that joke and be like, oh, that's us. That's, yeah, you're right. That's so, Argentina. Uh, you're right. That's more Argentina. You're right. You're right. That is more Argentina. You're right. You're right. Let me, get back. Let me take that back. Sorry, but, 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 but also, shout out to like Argentines because they are like a fighting people and, you know, yeah, let's get not, <laughs> not 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 shitting on them, just like them white people that like literally will tell you like, oh, it's Argentina. We Buenos Aires is like the Paris of South America. Like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? yeah I've seen that. I've seen I that. Agree. That's yeah, ugly. I've seen that. I've seen people. Yeah, 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 all the Argentinians are yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hello, white. And, and I'm so. not generalizing like millions mm -mm. of people, especially because you she's know, not. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, Engineer Jesse like, on the mic. <laughs> a lot of my comrades are like hardcore, you know, um, and and Argentine. So you know, no shade. Uh, they they will laugh at this joke too. So um, I'm okay. And also like <laughs> Uruguayans, we just like we have that little brother like thing. Same like, drum with Argentina kind yeah, of thing. Every, uh, everybody thinks that like we copy Argentina on things, uh, um, but it's just like it's. It, it, it's borders, you know what I'm saying? They're meaningless yeah. to begin yeah, with, yeah. <laughs> first of all. Secondly, they did try to, like, colonize us and, like, make us Argentina for a long time. Like, wow, that's I didn't history. know that. Yeah. Wow. 
like Uruguay has been contended by so many nations. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Everything from like all of the Europeans, you know, like Portugal, France, um, and Spain, uh, the English, the Americans, <laughs> wow. uh, Argentina, and Brazil, like we're a fighting nation you know what i'm saying damn that's that, that, that's like belize uruguay these countries just keep getting count like you know conquered by different mm -hmm. but having to regain their freedoms again yep. and again yeah so the macau disease broke out when you were 12 thank you all for around. Me yeah, yeah yeah so um we were going through like a serious economic crisis and um you know my parents like scraped all the money they had and like um basically like just brought us here like i don't have like uh you know i'm very privileged i don't have like a a, a harrowing story about getting here and by the way we actually and let me interrupt you but we actually talked about this ahead, when we were there because you came six months before 9 11. you this is the this is the trippy shit i realized i came here in 96 97 <laughs> you know, I think it was a Drake song, 96, 97, you, 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 back to you, back. You saw America a little different I, for a while. I got five, and I thought it was so much longer. I only got five years of America just like, hey, yeah, you can smoke on this plane. Fireworks, <laughs> bring it on. You know what I mean? Like, like that guy's got a knife. He's going to, like, Julianne something in here. You know what I mean? Like, but, but now you got six months of america's gray it's a boom oh, oh shit you got six months of america the great and, and and remember like i said like love my mom so much <laughs> and i know that she's you know i'm proud of her she's proud of me and it's like that uh the tiktoker we were talking about but like sometimes i drag her i'm like mom you, everybody told you not to bring us here because we we're gonna die yeah, but like, like, and then like, and then like, fucking planes it in like <laughs> in, in science class. I'm watching it. Yeah, you come to this country. Oh my god, that so that was traumatic. so shocking. That and it was it was all over TV everywhere, and you couldn't stop it. And then you just get here now. You gotta watch this every year. But, replay. And on top of that, you know, I like learned English really fast, but I was still doing ESL classes. And advanced English classes, because, you know, yeah, I'm awesome. <laughs> uh, but um, I just saw a complete, like, change in the way that, like, white teachers talk to all students of color, first and foremost. Mm. Like, there, there was just like a, you know. Where were like, you? Where were you at the time when you first got here? Like, when that 9-11 happened? Like, oh, my God. Where were fucking you Fredericksburg, Virginia. Oh, you were in Virginia. Okay, okay. Because I was in New York City, so, like. Yeah no disrespect at all no no go but ahead. all the hate was towards the muslim community like gotcha, gotcha. It, it really became immigrants like maybe two years later yeah but okay. it was really all focused on like muslim because you know new gotcha. york city is like a city of immigrants but we're of like but course. these immigrants you know? yeah we we're in... but in other towns it was just any immigrant because you didn't have enough muslim to hate so you're like we gotta put the hate on all the immigrants all of you guys and so um this is like literally the same year that I started going to school, middle school, they started like the ESL program back then, English yeah. as a second language. Um, and they literally had a teacher basically going to the high school, the middle school and the elementary school, all of those schools every day, like rotating, like, you know, uh, classes. They had us meet in like a utility closet. 
and it was like uh students from pakistan and from south korea and guatemala mexico i was the only uruguayan i'm always the only uruguayan yeah, in the room yeah, yeah. three million you're, you're <laughs> very scared like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um and uh and a spanish kid and salvadorian kids too um and so that that was like all of us and we were like all in like the same class so we stuck together even though there was like at first like language barrier between like you know some of like my my other friends that aren't latino we still like had lunch together talked together as much as we could practice with each other like i picked up little like words from here and there like just from being around my friends and like a lot of my friends from like uh from like school like they speak spanish yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like because we they taught that's how i learned english so fast by the way um but anyways like i just watch you know like kids being kids and being curious about you being from another country and your language and things like that um to like almost like mistrust and then mm. like bullying yeah and then like just you know like straight up like you know hate crimes and shit like that when we get to like high school and stuff but i literally watched like my some people in my school grow up to just be bigoted um and like social media also like helps you to, like see that like facebook is, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Know, is terrible but you know just like just watching how that one event took us from like it took our innocence it's, it's like children just like exchanging culture and i'm not saying that the white kids were not making fun of the way we smelled yeah, or yeah, the yeah. way that we dressed and everything like that but um uh they were already doing that but they were doing that full force and then um you know like yeah it just like americans in general just developed a mistrust and i watched the teachers like get on our ass more too and like different degrees of course i can't speak to like you know yeah. like the experiences of of or you know i can like say that i've witnessed like folks that are like of darker skin complexion like being like outright fucked like the the school to prison pipeline in Fredericksburg Virginia is so fucking disgusting oh yeah 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 uh, that's the that was the thing too about like, you know going to school out here you know seeing that like you know our parents didn't I mean I don't know about your parents my mom was not really like googling the school zone of course not. so they like, didn't even they no. didn't know anything I, I used to joke I used to make a joke that it was like it was because you know we came from countries where like the schools were destroyed because of civil war exactly. so my mom was like mira a whole building that what, must be a great a whole building mira a eso, un gym? Gym. Mira a, eso. An indoor gym? we had a cafe gym our oh, cafeteria was our oh. gym my mom was like look at that they combine it so you guys don't even have to go we to had a different a cafetorium oh is that what you called it I, I, we had a cafeteria auditorium it wasn't a gym though oh we i, I actually i i named it it's so funny i named it cafe gym I remember I, I you know, it's so funny. Like I it's I, not that I've like started stuff, but there's been a few no, things no, that I'm no, like, no. I think I might have started that. <laughs> like I walked into school. I was hanging out with my friend Jonathan and literally in our cafeteria, the basketball hoops were right above us. Mm -hmm. So they had to move out the chairs when people had gym. And I was like, we this is a combined. We have a cafe gym and all the kids laugh like cafe gym. And then from then on, it was just called we're going to the cafe gym. Even she's like, we're going to the cafe gym. <laughs> and I was like, my man, I started that shit. <laughs> When I get back, I'm gonna tell about. I'm gonna ask about the capigen. So, so you went to like, yeah, no, and and you know what's true? I was actually just talking about this today. Like, 
most people remember like 9-11 and, and will be like, oh, that's when like the Patriot Act came out and, mm. and people really started surveillance. But that's really like, you know, when the immigration system really started clamping down, you know, people people realize ICE wasn't around always. We, we saw the inception. Than ice. It's we saw this monster be formed, created, unleashed. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was like manifested, created, and unleashed. And it's like white people are just like it's always been here. I'm like, no, I saw no, this beast created. No, no, no. I mean, ugh. so that's why, like, you know, I I'm I'm a visa overstay. You're a visa overstay, and it's like maybe at one time I might have been a little more forgiving or whatever. But like all yeah. these laws have come out since yeah. since nine eleven has really like like really just and it's crazy because like america really is the united states let me say is really is the global leader of good or bad you know what i mean whenever they do something bad like like this whole blowing up their asylum system you see canada oh. do it you see mexico do it you see the uk do it yeah. you know what i mean like i'm reading a lot about like uh like fascism in like like uh, the united states actually is it doesn't take credit for it, but it is the reason why fascism exists. Let's the civil war, yes. the civil okay. war is essentially the civil war is what fascism is. Mm. The civil war is you lost the right to enslave people. And now you have spent the next 130 years of your civilization trying to go back to that yeah. when we were powerful, yeah. when it was just us, when our laws mattered and we can subjugate people fascism literally grew out of the south's butt fucked for losing yeah, yeah and that's why like it it was exported to 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 to, to europe mm -hmm. and stuff like that mm -hmm. and it, america doesn't take enough credit so like yeah or in the reservation system like, all just, that just the way that like land was stolen and good but no no and, and that's why it's ahead. like yeah you know and that's why like america doesn't people don't realize yeah, oh, whatever, you give it this fucking shining beacon or whatever bullshit. But when it does something fucking bad, the rest of the world fucking follows too. Listen. And, yeah. and that's where we're at now. You know, you got yeah. this fucking country yeah. that's running literally on just, we're looking at the economy ticking up. So the fact that we are top GDP in the fucking world and we're the da 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 now every fucking nation is like, we got to be that bullshit. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I, when this nation successful. fails... I, I think, you know, I'm not an economist. You guys may not know this. I am not an economist. Uh, me neither. <laughs> but there is this little thing that's going around that, like, money's just, like, fiat and it's not real. It's not real. And that the only reason why America is, like, the greatest country is because, like, it always pays back its debt. It, it pays back its debt on due date, but it's got so many fucking <laughs> outstanding bills out there that okay, one day. first of all. <laughs> it's not going to be able to pay back on due date. And uh, I can't wait for that fucking global ripple effect of the U.S. failing. Oh, I am. God. I know. I know that's probably going to be the ones that go like, Oh, this, this is undocumented person. Like, but I'm telling you right now, the U.S. leads the way and it, the evil that it does. Mm. The rest of the world will not change until it fucking fails. No, I, fails I, hard. I, I agree. I agree. And and I have like, you know, uh, a healthy amount of hope that you know we can like try to turn this baby around somehow or like you know like uh take down the system and establish a new one what what whatever you know whatever i'm putting my energy into like gives me a little hope that we can try to like not devastate ourselves and the entire world in the process but at the same time like you know um 
shit just gotta you gotta get rid of some shit to like make room for new shit yeah so, um you know and, and not so many words all i'm saying is like I'm, I'm 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 here for it either way you know I'm 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 here for a full-on takedown of the government. That's like I don't know, man. It's just like maybe maybe just these days I just have way too much time to think in my yeah. apartment, being yeah. like you know single and and having this room. But I'm really like I have been going to these marches and stuff like that, and I'm just like, yeah. At a certain point, like this isn't this isn't working, yeah. you know. And it's and it's it's there. You could see their bullshit. Be, okay. Here's one thing that I always tell people, like one thing that I love about growing up in the hood mm -hmm. is that uh, if somebody came into our neighborhood and started acting all smug, uh, they would just have the the taste slapped out of their fucking mouth. Like, I, I don't know when I saw this exactly, but I remember very specifically these very educated white dudes trying to talk to like this homeless guy and be like, hey, bro. Like, where are you from? You know, and he's like, from here, this neighborhood. He's like, oh, so you like grew up in this neighborhood? Like, like smug, like, and this, this brother. Cussed him out? No, he no. slapped him. Oh, he slapped him. And it, and I remember Bless what he you. said. He goes like, all the brother had to say was, you think you fucking smart? You think you coming around here talking like that to me? You think you fucking smart? And that's when I realized, Fuck here. that's the one thing that I realized about Republicans, that they want to have this disingenuous conversation with you about human rights. Oh my God. And why you deserve human rights. Yes. And please convince me. And at that point, I think I should be legally allowed to slap him in the fucking mouth because I'm like, I am not going to have this. Let's see who's smarter about human. You're coming up to me disingenuous, being fucking smug. Listen, where I come from, and this isn't about violence, it's about you came up to me thinking that you could disrespect me with these highfalutin thoughts and trying to like make me look stupid because I'm from the hood and I ain't got money and you're trying to tell me I ain't working hard enough or some shit like that. Well, let me tell you something. You don't fucking know me and I'm going to slap you in the fucking face. That's the kind of, that's the kind of debate that I'm like, I am, I am, when people go, oh, both sides are terrible. I am sorry. Mm -hmm. If you're going to tell me one side wants to lock up children, take away transgenders, right? And the other side is like, hey, I want healthcare in a clean world. That's not the same fucking. We're not the same fucking madness. It's 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 yeah no. The, there's like so much nuance around <laughs> that specific thing, but yeah, in particular, I can speak to like um, I think I told you like uh, my first lobbying job in Virginia lasted two weeks. I got um, fired for literally telling a senator to his face that. He was a racist. Yeah. He said racist things. I called him out. Like, and then I didn't get, like, I, I got let go uh, because basically his office, like, called, like, my employer at the time and, like, the entire, or like, there was, like, a big organization of, like, uh, smaller, like, grassroots organizations yeah. in Virginia for, like, Latino advocacy. And so, like, they were basically like, yeah, that person is not allowed in our offices anymore. Because you told the truth. Uh, yes. So, like, <laughs> they let me go and they paid me for, like, the entirety of the thing. So I was like, shit, I ain't got things to do but to be in the General <laughs> Assembly at, at this point anyways. Yeah. So, like, um, you know, like, I was rolling with the Poor People's Campaign at that point anyway. So we had advocacy days and things like that. And just, like, like for, like, the next two sessions after that in Virginia... 
I was like uh, representing the Poor People's Campaign. And I made it to like, um, I think it was like nine uh, senators from both the Republican and, 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 you know, delegates from both the Republican and the Democratic Party. Um, like the no-no list, like, you know, if, 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 if Leonina and them like roll up, like tell them that we're busy, you know, like give, they give you the runabout, like, you know, I love that they blackballed you for telling the truth and calling someone a racist. I always found in my life that I get in more trouble for speaking the truth than anything else. I could, Mm -hmm. in my household growing up, I learned that I could get drunk and drive a car, drive my, my, my mom's car and crash it. And she'll be, my family would be more forgiving than if I was to go, you know, dad's an alcoholic. Hey, girl, no hablamos de eso. Hey, girl, what are you doing? Oh my God, mira, este niño siempre haciendo problema, coño. I'm like, I make more problems speaking yeah. the truth than yeah. if I actually go out and do fucking if something problematic. Yeah. yeah, My whole life, anything, if I speak the truth, it's more problematic than anything. I'm there with you. Yeah, that's that. That's how I lost like my first job, but it did open other doors to do like more radical shit. And that was like around the time that like the Northern scandal like came out. So I was just like, I'm glad that I don't have to tone police myself. I'm yeah. glad, you know, at this point, like y'all y'all pay me my salary for for the for the you know for the entirety of session, and now I have time. Yeah. So you know, like um, I work uh within the movement spaces over there but yeah um i forgot where we, where we were at at like our whole thing i no, go into rabbit holes no i know we're just talking about just you know uh, yeah just just going out there and doing the work and not today i forgot my space too man i'm, I'm we're, we're just we're just a little we're, bit all over jamming. the place we're jamming <laughs> jesse do you remember where we're at exactly see everybody we're, <laughs> we're just jamming no no i no i trust me we're out here just uh yeah it's 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 tough. What was the next door for you after lobbying? That's oh, what it was. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's what it was. Being in trouble just from being, you know, just being from truthful. speaking the truthful. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Thank so you, we did a lot of a lot of work um, around like driver's licenses and things like that. Um, trying to change, but this gets into like you know, like this takes me into a whole nother rabbit trails and like rant of like how the Democratic Party like works because. A lot of like the very radical bills and things that we were trying to pass specifically during the northern scandal and like subsequently like the uprising and things, you know, like around police accountability, around like, you know, sanctuary cities, around like, you know, like the ICE detainer stuff, like uh, driver's licenses. Um, A lot of things have been won, but with like so many concessions that like personally like as an undocumented person i worked so hard for the driver's licenses stuff and then it they came out with the permit which is like you know like damn near like a nazi era like paper bullshit because you know like the permits look a little different they're a different color you know it's like easy to know if you are undocumented uh and driving through like those like things so like there was concessions there and then like um I uh damn sorry no I'm sorry it's just like you know the thing about like these driver's license and the stuff and the and the way our community is it's like it's like there's just enough of us for them to fuck us over mm. but then not enough for them to like actually care like you know yeah, what I mean it's just like yeah. it's just like they, god like 
it's such a like a perfect surgical finite way of slicing things it it, it makes me it, nauseous it, it truly is a fucking system you know what i'm saying wow. it, it works they always say you know the system is working exactly as it should it does yeah it it really does it's just i can't believe that's really like Sometimes, yeah. sometimes like I never like fantasize about being a white man, but sometimes I do go, I wonder how y'all feel about it. Like, like legit just walking around going, yo, I got nothing to complain about except making shit up. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, like oh, I'm gonna make pretend I'm being like marginalized, but there is uh, not one law against me coming out. Like that must be fucking nice. I I'm I, I I gotta I gotta be honest. I, I never think about what it must be like to be a white man. Cause ew. White men, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, the best thing this country could do for a white man is take away one of their rights. So that way they feel for a second, for a second. Yo, take away their guns, please. Just for a second, they could be like. Damn, I lost something. We could be like, you did. You know what I mean? Maybe you know what I mean? Like, like take something away from them just for a moment. I need white dudes to lose one right. One right. Because they're like, they're losing representation on the media. It's not enough. That is not enough. That is not crying about it long enough. White men are crying about the most bullshit. Okay. As somebody who has worked in entertainment, and the reason, like, I'm just like you, the reason why I am nowhere near any kind of fame is because I literally stepped into too many rooms and go, there's nothing but fucking white people nope. fucking running this shit. No, thank you. Like people, anybody, anytime somebody tells me there's, there's a lot more representation in Hollywood, isn't there? I go, <laughs> listen to me. You are seeing actors being portrayed more actors in front of the screen. But listen mm-hmm. from that actor behind the camera is a white guy holding the boom. mic is a white guy. Directing is a white guy. Writing is a white guy. Mm-hmm. Editing is a white guy. Mm. Producing is a white guy. Marketing is a white guy. Sales is a white guy. So don't guy. fucking tell me there's representation only because at the fucking end of the whole pipeline, you see a brown person. There's a Spanish guy cooking. Huh? There's a Spanish guy cooking. Or a Spanish guy cooking. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's so that's so you think you're being fooled. They get, oh, there's, oh, oh my God. Fucking woke people are taking over. Listen, motherfucker, you're just watching a few more black and brown and maybe transgender higher, but just a few. I promise you, just because 20 more people of color got jobs this year than the previous year, a thousand more white men got jobs yeah. that year. Yeah. A yeah. thousand more. Yeah. Because 20 women, people of color, and, and transgender people got a job. The other thousand of you are fucking butthurt. Get out of and, here. And the people that are butthurt, and I, I don't give a shit how this sounds, honestly, but most of the people that are butthurt, it's like, you don't you don't have the range. You don't have the range. Like, you could never. Could Mm-mm. you ever do this? Could, could could you do this better than me? No. They never, yeah, they, they, they don't have could, it. Like, could you walk a mile in the shoes? Could you? Those and and you know and and you you I mean you hear all the nepo babies and all that shit and it's just like uh-huh. yeah all those kids are just products of their parents they don't really mm-hmm. have to work hard or whatever we only got like a, a few minutes so oh, us yeah. not nepo babies got to get back to work exactly because you got a lot of a lot of stuff coming up anything you want to tell people like so they they could check out work wise that keep an eye on this will probably come out like in two weeks so you're looking at like oh, okay april 11th around oh okay well in may um i'm going to uh launch like the first week of may uh farmer's footprint which is the publication i work for or one of the publications i work for um i'm going to be um you know putting out my last uh write-up for um 
without immigrants who will grow your food which is a really like snarky um like series of write-ups that i've been doing for the past year and a half um about undocumented workers in the agricultural sector i've traveled around i met with a lot of folks um i've done some interviews and the first part is like a complete like not complete because as you know like the immigration laws and like everything that was made to exclude people is so vast that i couldn't like cover absolutely everything mm -hmm. about immigration but um i cover it, everything that has to do with like farm work and you know like enslaved labor because that's that's what it is now that's what it like the basis was back then you know um and so like just kind of breaking down like the history in a in a decolonized framework of 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 analysis and then um the other two are interviews and this last one i'm going to dig a little deeper into like my my personal like experience through all of all of this because it's been a dream like we've talked about to like be able to like pay my bills and write and travel and speak to people. So, um, you know, just a, like a little bit of like, you know, me being sentimental, but a lot of like what we went through in, 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 in Florida and why this is important and, you know, some action steps about, you know, regenerative agriculture and mm. how we can turn around the immigration system and work on like, you know, uh, fixing the ecological devastation that's going on. So, and I've been studying a lot, so this season for me looks like lots of different classes and and business growing. So not a lot of super out there activism, as you know. I almost collapsed uh, out there in Florida, so yeah, I'm being easy with my body and just like feeding my mind. And where can they find uh, uh, you on TikTok? Um, yeah, it, it, my TikTok, I, it, you can follow it, but it's just like kind of like my my everyday life, you know, just doing on things. Instagram where you're putting um. Like but you know you can find me at leonina arismendi uh, com. that's my website and um yeah uh farmer's footprint uh creative circle for my writing currently we gotta we gotta we gotta bring you back because we didn't even get into your art and all that stuff because yes you, i hope yeah. you invite me back yeah we're, this, mm -hmm. this is definitely gonna need a part two because we just talked about like how we feel about the the, the politics and a little bit how it got here but yeah. leonina is amazing artist has put on your own gallery you, you, you've done it all but really mm -hmm. like that's what i love about the the double-edged sword about growing up on document is like we have to have so many jobs and you have created a way to just bring all of your love and your talent and your skills together so yeah so go to the, go you. go to their website and 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 check out all their amazing work and uh, yeah we'll definitely have you back soon amazing yes uh, thank you thank you so much This has been a Drop Tent Media Production.